Croatia will then be a 15 years member of the EU. And as usual, the funding is getting smaller once you become an older member. So my sort of thinking is that someone needs to say the resources are not indefinite uh, or infinite. Uh, resources will dry out. Welcome to City Stories, the podcast by Energy Cities. I'm Miriam Eisenman and I'm your host. For this episode, we travel to Croatia. From Zagreb, it takes between one and two hours by car to the much smaller towns of Koprivnica, Varaždin and Virovitica in the northeast of Croatia. This is where today's guest Ivan Šimić lives and works. Ivan is managing director of the regional energy agency REA and the agency supports the three city councils which are working hard to build a green and prosperous future for their citizens. I chatted with Ivan about his current big planning mission and he also explained how communication with city leaders can be improved and why he wants citizens to get on a state aid rehab. Okay, let's tune in to the interview. Ivan, welcome to the City Stories podcast. Thank you. It's it's a great pleasure to, to be a speaker uh, at a very interesting initiative by Energy Cities. The pleasure is ours. Um, you work for a regional energy agency in Croatia. What is the most exciting thing about your job? I would say... Uh, that uh, in last 13 years as uh, as a managing director of the agency is the opportunity to work on uh, new things so uh, when i started in 2011 things were things were well new to me but uh, i had this the opportunity excellent opportunity to learn a lot and uh, to really have the opportunity to work on a myriad of projects uh, that uh, really got my knowledge and my experience to, to another level. And uh, of course, meeting people from a variety of, of countries, learning about their experience. This is something that still drives me uh, and, and uh, still gives me the pleasure to, to work here. So um, your energy agency is uh, kind of supporting three Croatian cities that are rather small to medium-sized when it comes to the number of inhabitants. And uh, when we had our pre-interview, Ivan, you told me that your next big mission will be to review the city's CECAP, so the Sustainable Energy and Climate Action Plans. Uh, tell us, how does that practically look like? Yes, our co-founding cities are all signatories of the Covenant of Mayors. The earliest that we started is 2011, when we started with uh, the first SEAP for the city of Koprivnica and then uh, continued with the city of Varaždin and the city of Irvitica. Uh, uh, in the meantime, uh, the climate part of, of SEAP uh, has been introduced. We uh, are actually uh, starting our preparations And uh, one of the main components that we plan to uh, use is uh, the tool that we are developing within the project uh, EU City Calc, uh, where we would like to uh, definitely use the tool uh, in the revision of, of these setups. Uh, in my opinion, the City Calc tool will give us uh, an additional value in terms of the possibility to include more easily the decision makers into the process of the revision of SECAPs. 
my opinion is that the tool will uh, give us the opportunity for not only us, but also the decision makers to work with the scenarios. So concretely, you will input data on emissions, on energy consumption, and then you will simulate how you can improve those figures uh, over the next years or decades to get to climate neutrality. Exactly. Data is uh, sort of under the hood of the, of the engine where we need to uh, collect as much data as possible on the energy consumption and uh, the measures and possibilities to reduce the energy consumption to adapt to the climate. And then as much data that we can get and as uh, bigger the resolution of the data, the model uh, works better. And then, uh, of course, by improving the data, uh, by adding the data that we ha uh, didn't have the opportunity to uh, collect in our uh, first round or the second round, uh, you get uh, much better insight and uh, you get the opportunity to, to, to have the scenarios you plan a, a more accurate sort of. Mm -hmm. And so data will go through this tool, which will then help you translate this into a language that is more easily understandable by people who are not technical. Exactly, exactly. And do you have any idea yet on which will be the priority sectors that you will tackle once the SICAP the is revised and you, you get into a new implementation stage? Well, uh, the thing is that, uh, like in most cities, uh, especially uh, small and, and mid-sized cities, uh, building sector is uh, the biggest consumer of, of the energy. Uh, with the new energy efficiency director, which uh, actually targets the renovation, which is uh, which needs to be improved by 2030, uh, we will definitely uh, concentrate on the building sector. Uh, this is something that we think can be influenced. Of course, there's a transport, but transport is something that is not easily influenced in, in smaller cities because there is no public transport or uh, public transport is not that developed. Uh, so we will, we will uh, see and we will definitely focus on what, what, where, where the, the results can be the best. Mm -hmm. And um, while we're all, always talking about climate urgency and also the fact that we need to speed up the energy energy transition, but things are still kind of too slow compared to what we need to do. Um, apart from the CCAP's implementation, what do you think is missing most in the three city councils that you work with so that they can fully complete their climate and energy mission and that they can do it probably at, at a better speed? That's... Kind of difficult, uh, you know, to explain uh, to to the city officials uh, how they can uh, influence uh, the, the the energy transition uh, when you know that, uh, let's say, their part of of the uh, overall energy consumption is, let's say, roughly between two and four percent. This is under their direct influence. So uh, somehow. Uh, they need to understand uh, their position in the process where uh, other 96 to 98 percent 
should be reduced. Uh, this is where we uh, talk to them, uh, uh, try to explain what policy instruments they could use in order to speed up or start uh, new initiatives uh, on uh, that are directed mostly towards citizens. Uh, mm -hmm. Citizens are the, let's say, target group that uh, kind of uh, have the perspective uh, that public authorities can help them, uh, can assist them. And um, I would say that uh, local authorities uh, need to somehow define policy instruments that could have the best impact with, of course, limited resources that they have. Obviously, mm. uh, co-financing is uh, requires a lot of financial resources, and that is uh, why local authorities need to uh, assume the role where they should use the, their money, their resources in the best way possible. I wanted to ask whether you help help them also connect with the different stakeholders that um, they they need to get to their target. So citizens, um, businesses, um, I don't know, associations, organizations on the ground. Sure, uh, the energy agency is a policy instrument itself. Uh, we are partially financed by our uh, co-founding cities, and uh, as I said. Uh, in addition to helping and supporting the public authorities, their energy renovation pro uh, projects, we are their, let's say, main arm towards citizens and other stakeholders as well. So uh, we are here to provide uh, technical support to citizens, micro uh, businesses, small and medium uh, enterprises, less so to the industry, uh, because they already have uh, their departments working on the energy issues. This is our prime uh, role when it comes to uh, helping citizens. And you are yourself a citizen of one of those three cities. You're living in Koprivnica. So I'm sorry, I'm, I always struggle with uh, pronouncing um, this uh, name. Um, so you're a citizen of one of those cities. And um, what would you say, and, and this is my last question, um, what change would you like to see in your city? Um, what I think is uh, that a lot of citizens... I would say that uh, one of the main things is that they need to start, you know, thinking uh, about uh, the energy efficiency project themselves. One of the biggest, uh, let's say, barriers that I saw in the last couple of years is that uh, too many people uh, try to rely on uh, co-financing and, and subsidies. Obviously, uh, the national or local subsidies uh, will not suffice to get to the level that we would like to get. Uh, the national uh, financing uh, happens once uh, in a couple of years. Uh, that is uh, the, the experience from the past. And people uh usually want to wait for a couple of years uh, to to uh, get the opportunity to get the co-financing not realizing that they themselves could uh, start the process earlier start with smaller uh, projects and then in I don't know 
five to seven years, probably they could they could achieve savings earlier than uh, somehow do the do the renovation uh, themselves uh, earlier than uh, you know just waiting for the national subsidies. The and national do you think subs- they will have the means means uh, even without getting state aid? Uh, well, of course, some of them will not be able. Of course, uh, the subsidies can be uh, really substantial. So I totally understand uh, people that wait for and are ready to take the risk on getting the 50 to 60% of the subsidies. But in general, uh, the prices and the inflation that we are uh, witnessing right now uh, actually devaluate the the money, uh, the the expenses of the construction services and the materials uh, went up uh, 30, even 50%. So uh, whereas the energy uh, prices are still regulated, which is something that uh, could be the opportunity to think about the future. But yes, you are right. Uh, A lot of them will not be able to uh, do the deep energy renovation with uh, their own resources. Uh, But as I said, we usually, we always, try to advise people on what they can do uh, in a short term with uh, uh, less money. Okay, so you say public money is, is rather a, a drop in a, in a bigger ocean and people should should not wait too much, uh, not queue for subsidies, but rather leverage on their own or any other private um, money that can be used for renovation or, or other um, energy transition measures. So yeah, I, I this sounds like a call for really being as much self-driven as possible um, to get things done instead of waiting for others to, to do that. Uh, let's say 10 years since Croatia uh, joined the EU, citizens were somehow flushed with uh, the information that uh, the being part of the EU will uh, be the opportunity to get the, the EU funding. And now uh, this is really happening uh, in the last six or seven years. Uh, Croatia is really enjoying EU financing for a lot of projects. Uh, unfortunately, uh, this kind of developed environment where uh, Getting subsidy is uh, the main should be one of the main goals, not only for public sectors but also for for uh, citizens. Uh, this state of mind somehow is is prevalent these days, and uh, not too many people want to discuss uh, what will come in I don't know five years when these funds uh, will be most probably reduced. Uh, Croatia will then be uh, 15 years members of member of the EU. And as usual, uh, the funding is getting smaller uh, once you become an older member. So my sort of uh, thinking is that uh, someone needs to say the resources are not indefinite uh, or infinite uh, resources uh will dry out these levels of subsidy will not uh be able to last forever uh and uh, somehow we definitely need to 
take over the, the situation in our hands. Okay, that's a good last word. Thanks a lot, Ivan, for your insights into uh, the Croatian reality. We are looking forward to seeing those new SICAPs uh, develop and uh, turn into, into actions and, and turn into to new, new good things happening in those three cities. Thanks a lot for taking the time for the interview today. Thanks for the opportunity. As always, if you're interested in learning more about the topics we've been talking about in this episode, please check out the website of the European project EU CityCalc, www.europeancitycalculator.eu, europeancitycalculator.eu. The EU CityCalc project supports cities in becoming climate neutral. The project gets funding from the EU Horizon 2020 program, and it will offer the open source European City Calculator web tool with which cities can plan their measures sector by sector to bring their emissions down to zero.